All right, how many of you got up this morning and said, um, man, I want to be greedy and stingy today. Help me dream up some ways I can be greedy and stingy. <laughs> no? None of you got up that way? Yeah, I mean, do you think, I mean, maybe there's a few people in the world, but do you think anybody in the world really gets up and says, I want to be greedy and stingy today? I, I mean, I, I, I'd like to believe that uh, nobody does that. Maybe there's a few, but most people um, do not um, get up in the morning and um, go through life um, just dreaming up ways to be greedy or stingy. Now, it may seem that way with some people, uh, but um, I don't think anybody does that. Um, and, and yet, um, all of the information that is gathered and data that is gathered uh, says that um, we are giving less and less than we used to give. Um, statistics say that folks within the church actually don't give much more than people outside the church to charitable organizations, um, and, and that includes uh, the church when we talk about charitable organizations. Um, and yet, we believe that we worship a God who is generous and giving, don't we? Uh, what, what is it um, that causes us to be less generous than we could be? Have you ever thought about that? I mean, what is it that causes us to be less generous? Because I, I, I think in the depths of our being, we want to be people who share, yes, we want to be people who, who share what we have with other folks uh, of our time and our talents and our finances. Uh, and yet, even within the church, um, we are not as generous as we would like to believe that we are. And, you know, I, I think that most of that is a result of our fear of not having enough. Don't you think so? I think if you look at folks across income spectrums when it comes to money and you were to ask them, do you have enough? They say no. And it doesn't matter if they're making um, 15000 or 150000 a year. Most will say they don't have enough. Enough for what? Maybe a different question. Um, and, and so I um, firmly believe that we all want to be generous people. I mean, all we have to do is look around when there's a disaster that happens in the world, right? Um, a, a, a tornado, um, a hurricane, any of that. And we see that folks open up their pocketbook and they find time to go and to help people out. And so that at least tells me that um, we are and want to be a generous people. And yet we're not as generous as we could be, I think. And so um, let's see what... Um, the Apostle Paul especially has to say about generosity. And I'm going to read from a couple of passages. I'm going to read from 
uh, 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 9, and then I'm going to read from 1 Timothy chapter 6. And so I invite you to hear these words from 2 Corinthians chapter 9, beginning at um, verse 6, I think. Where'd it go? What I mean is this. The one who sows a small number of seeds will also reap a small crop, and the one who sows a generous amount of seeds will reap a generous crop. Everyone should give whatever they have decided in their heart. They shouldn't give with hesitation or, be- or because of pressure. God loves a cheerful giver. God has the power to provide you with more than enough for every kind of grace, That way, you will have everything you need always and in everything to provide more than enough for every kind of good work. As it is written, he scattered everywhere. He gave to the needy. His righteousness remains forever. The one who supplies seed for planting and bread for eating will supply and multiply your seed and will increase your crop, which is righteousness." You will be made rich in every way so that you can be generous in every way. Such generosity produces thanksgiving to God through us. Your ministry of this service to God's people isn't isn't only fully meeting their needs, but it is also multiplying in many expressions of thanksgiving to God. And then hear these words from 1 Timothy chapter 6. Verses 17 through 19. Tell people who are rich at this time not to become egotistical and not to place their hope on their finances, which are uncertain. Instead, they need to hope in God who richly provides everything for enjoyment. Tell them to do good, to be rich in good things they do, to be generous and to share with others. When they do these things, they will save a treasure for themselves that is a good foundation for the future. That way, they can hold on to what is truly life. Everyone with ears to hear, hear the word of God and respond this day. Now, you know, I I used to uh, say that uh, generosity is not about how much that we give. It's about what we do with we have, what we have. Uh, but um, I modified that a little bit uh, in that generosity is not about how much we can give or how much we give, but it is our attitude toward which we have that then affects what we do with what we have. You see, the issue that we all have, whether it comes to our talents or our times or our finances, it, it is this attitude with which, uh, that we have with things. Uh, do me a favor. Hold up your hands and grasp your fists like this and squeeze really, really tight. Squeeze really, really tight now. Okay? All right. And, and then release just a little bit. And your, your fingers are still a little stiff, aren't they? All right, yeah? Uh, uh, then release a little bit more, and, and then kind of let those fingers float. And, and now, now tell me, which feels better? Does it feel better to grasp as tight as you can, or does it feel better to open your hands up? 
Uh, see, I, I think much of our issue is as we think about that which we have, we misunderstand where it comes from. Both of these passages remind us that um, the whole world is created by a good and generous God. We forget that the things we have, the very air that we breathe, the time that we have, the talents that we have been blessed with, and yes, even our pocketbooks, they are a gift from God. And sometimes what happens is that we think that all of these things are ours to hold on to and that we have to grasp them for fear of not having enough. Now, in a few, in a few weeks, I'm going to talk more uh, uh, about stewardship and about our, our time and our money, but I just want us to, to begin to think about this attitude that we have toward our things and even our time. Do we see all that we have as being a gift from God? Do we trust that the God that we worship and we serve is a generous and a good God? A God who will provide for us and through us. See, our, our attitude um, begins with what we believe about that which we have. Is it something that we have been given, that we are called to grasp as tight as we can and hold on to for fear of losing it? Or is it that which we have been given to hold loosely in our hands? Open, open to God and offering it all to God and saying, God, use this, use all that I have my very life, however you see fit for your kingdom work. In both of these sections, Paul encourages the church to be rich in our good works. He encourages us to be a people who share with others. In this passage, uh, we are challenged, I think, to be sure that our trust is not placed in our abilities or our position or our power, or our possessions, or our pocketbooks. Isn't part of the reason that we don't think we have enough is because in some ways we are convinced that our security and our well-being are solely wrapped up in what we have, or what we possess, or what we can gain. These passages challenge us to see things differently. They challenge us to see all as coming from a generous God. Now, 
when Deb and I first uh, um, entered back into the church, um, we had we'd been out of church for a while. This was back in 1990, late 80s, late 80s, I guess. Um, we thought we were being generous. We'd go to church, and we'd write our $25 check, and we'd put it in the offering plate. Or maybe we didn't think we were being generous. I think we probably, just like everybody else wrote checks, so we're supposed to write a check, and, and $25 sounds like a good amount. Um, that's $100 a month. That sounds really good, right? Well, we were making a bit more than 1000 a month then. Um, so it, it wasn't a, a, a tithe, but we were, we were giving. You know, often this pathway toward generosity, it, it, it begins when we at least begin to not clench so tight, and we begin to share, right? Because, you know, the reality is, is that you can't become a generous person without giving. Are, are you aware of that? Maybe, I mean, if you know how to do that, let me know. But you can't, you can't become a generous person without giving. And so we all have to start somewhere. Yes? And usually how we progress, if we think about it in our discipleship, we, we begin by being concerned about ourselves and wanting to make sure that we have uh, enough for ourselves. And, and I don't think that God calls us to uh, give everything away so that we are just totally dependent on everyone else. I think he calls us to be a good stewards of our finances. Um, and again, I'll talk more about that in a couple of weeks. But, but we begin on this progression often where um, we get more concerned, and then we begin, to, we begin to give. We begin to share with others. And oftentimes, when we begin to share with others, what's our reason for sharing with others often? It kind of makes us feel good, right? I mean, if we're honest, sometimes we share with others because it, it just kind of makes us feel good. And if we give a little bit, we can kind of... We can pat ourselves on the back, right, and say, I'm doing my share to help people who are in need. Uh, but as we begin to loosen that grip and we begin uh, to share, I think something happens in us. Um, and and, and um, we begin to realize there is a sense of joy in sharing and doing other things and seeing that it helps other people. And so we uh, begin to look for places where maybe we can give a little more so that we can make a difference in the lives of other people. And as, as we grow in that, um, lo and behold, what happens is um, our satisfaction and our joy no longer comes from just how we feel, but it comes from the fact that we begin to see a difference in the lives of the people who are receiving, yes? Now, sometimes we think that when we give a certain portion of that which we have been blessed with, that we've reached generosity. In fact, um, oftentimes in the church, we speak as if um, being a generous people means tithing. Well, the reality is as few people in the church tithe or give 10%. Sometimes we talk as if generosity is about giving a tenth of what we have, and when we give a tenth of what we have, we have become generous people. Is that what it means to be generous people? You suspect I'm going to say it's more, right? That's why you're looking at me like that, like, oh, we're not going to say yes because we know he's going to say more. 
See, I think there is more to being a generous person. And I think if we pay attention to these passages, um, I think what we hear in Paul's letter is not just a challenge to give away more. The challenge is for us to begin to change our attitudes and to shape our lifestyles. You see, I think when we begin to reach maturity in our discipleships, we aren't satisfied with just giving a 2% or 3% or 10% of what we have. We're not just satisfied with giving a couple of hours here or using our talents here and there. As we grow in our maturity, in our discipleship, we begin to rearrange our lives. We begin to rearrange the priorities of our schedule in such a way that we no longer say, I don't have enough time, but we're able to create space where we have the time to do the things God calls us to do. We begin to rearrange our finances and how we live in such a way that we have more resources available for God's kingdom work. Are you hearing me? We begin to live in a way rather than, oftentimes what I see over and over um, when when I worked in industry and and was outside the church, I would see folks um, get a, a raise every year and still go from month to month on meeting their finances. And I'm talking about people who are in the 1990s are making $100,000 a year. Because what often happens is we live lifestyles that are above what we receive rather than living a lifestyle that's comfortable and provides for us and then creating more resources for doing God's kingdom work. See, generosity is not just about what we give. Generosity is the attitude toward that which we have that affects how we use it. And beyond that, it begins to affect how we shape our very lives and how we begin to realign and rearrange our lives so that we are more and more available to God and what God might do. Now, don't get me wrong. Um, if Paul says that God provides for us uh, so that we can enjoy life. God wants us to enjoy life, but our definition of what it means to enjoy life might need to be changed a little bit in Western society, maybe. Right? Maybe not.
But just think of the difference it would make if every morning, okay, you all don't get up and say, I want to be stingy and greedy, right? I'm sure of that. But what if you got up every morning... Because sometimes I think we, we just get up and we just try to survive. We don't think about things, and it's just like, I just want to survive the day. But what if we got up every morning and we said, God, I want to be the most generous person I can be today. Have you tried that? Anybody tried that? I mean, try that. I want to be the most generous person that I can be today. And then I suggest after you do that, you say, Lord, help me. That'd be a good idea. Because if we try to do it in our own power, we're not going to succeed. Lord, help me. Remind me that all that I have and all that I am blessed with, all the relationships in which I have networks and connections, um, even the very time that I have and the life that I breathe, they are gifts from you. Help me to receive them in such a way that I am able to share them with all the people that you place in my pathway. What might happen if every morning we prayed that prayer and we offered ourselves up in that way and we expected God and the Spirit to show up? I'm thinking, I'm thinking we'd probably become generous people, wouldn't we? Yeah? You think so? Will you give that a try? Okay, I'm sorry, no $9 for y'all. That's all y'all get. Will you give that a shot? Get up every morning this week. God, help me to be the most generous person I can be with my time and with my talents and with my ability, and with my pocketbook. So that your kingdom work will be done. And so that other people may experience your love and your grace, just as I have. I don't know. I think it could be interesting. Let's give it a shot. Amen? Amen. Our ushers will come forward. So the first step to becoming a generous person is to give. I don't know what God calls you to give, but I know he tells you to open up the fist, to lay it all before him, and to hear what he calls you to give. Not just of your pocketbook, not just of your time, but of your very lives. Listen to the Spirit as he invites you to participate by giving.